Hi, Shannon Waller here on the Team Success Podcast. Today I'm excited because last time we were talking about the entrepreneurial time system and the entrepreneurial team time system of free days, focus time, and buffer time. And we really did a deep dive into buffer time and how you get yourself really sorted, organized, calm, confident to be both really focused and really free. So today what we're going to dive into in terms of time traps and things that can, you know, catch us up and have us not feeling very good about how we spend our time, we're really going to focus in on focus time. So let me define what that means. So in the entrepreneurial time system as strategic coach, we talk about free days, focus days, and buffer days. So the definition of a focus day, and if your entrepreneur is in strategic coach and they have a slightly different definition, please feel free to give them this one because <laughs> this is actually the accurate one, is 80% of your average working day spent in your top three money-making or results-producing activities, plus anything whatsoever to do with your top relationships. We call it your top 20 and your farm club. So that is the core definition, and we're pretty clear on that. I'm not going to use the word rigid, but we have a very non-arguable definition of what a focus day is. Now, when you translate that to a team member, it looks a little bit different because team members by definition and by choice, frankly, don't have that same amount of control over their time. And often the work roles and the expectations, and the activities are not suited for that. However, what I've discovered is that one of the main frustrations when people feel trapped in terms of how they spend their time is that they are actually unable to focus. And neither that if even if they do have time, they haven't really defined it well. So let's do a deep dive into focus time because it's been a game changer. I use that term a lot, but it's true. When you can really get a handle on what you think is most important for your role, what other people count on you for, which is really your definition, what are your three most important results producing activities? So that's really the definition you want to get really clear on. So let's just take a moment now and think through what are your most important results producing activities? And I'll share with you what mine are. And I'm director, team leader at Strategic Coach and kind of like partly entrepreneur, partly team members. So I kind of straddle both worlds <laughs> quite a bit. The whole team programs and Coach Plus programs are like a little bit like my company inside a much bigger company. So I kind of feel like I straddle both sometimes. But it also means I wear lots of different hats, which you can probably relate to. So here's how mine play out. And as I'm talking, I really want you to take a pen and paper and just jot down for yourself. What are the most important things that I do? And answer the question, what do other people count on me for? Like if I don't do them, bad things happen. <laughs> Could be where you're a bottleneck. Occasionally, that's a good one. But that's, you know, a little bit we need to figure out how you're not a bottleneck. And sometimes that means delegation. But those things that you love to do, the things that you're best at, the things that you do easily and well, and other people say, hey, can you help me with this? You're so good at it. The ones that are connected for some of us to revenue, to some of us, it's about savings. For some of us, it's about efficiency and getting stuff done. I'm saying all these things to help sort of plant seeds. And some of them will be like, yes, that's, that's what I do. So that's how I want you to think about it. So mine boil down. These are fairly broad verbs, but you'll get it. So number one is actually design. So when I am creating new content, when I am capturing ideas, and I do it, frankly, fairly quickly. If you listen to time traps on buffer time, then you'll hear me say like Trello. So when I capture, I actually have a team success board on Trello. So if you're familiar with that, 
And if not, go check it out. It's awesome. And I put down the ideas in the very first board, and we kind of knock them off. Any of the other processing for how podcasts get produced is not my area of expertise, but the idea part is. So when I'm designing new ideas, when I'm designing exercises for coaching the team leader program, or, you know, what if I'm coaching what we call our 10 times boot camp program, any kind of design for articles, for podcasts, for webinars, for workshops, or speech, that is definitely a focus activity for me. Because if I don't spend time designing, then I don't have anything to deliver, which is my number two activity. And by the way, I also coach our strategic coach team, and we get our team together a couple times a year. So I love doing that. And when I'm designing what that time is going to look like, and I often design, by the way, I collaborate. So I'm doing it with other people who have some great input into what will make a great experience for our team. But delivering is a key part of that. So when I'm in front of people, delivering a message, delivering an idea, getting people to get clear on their own experience so they could be even more successful, that 100% is definitely a focus activity. So those are really two of my client type activities. Now, because my work with Strategic Coach is not only with clients, it's also with our team and also with our leadership, time that I spend strategizing the growth of the company, which usually happens with Babs, co-owner, co-founder of Strategic Coach, and our leadership team, that is also a focus activity for me. Part of the reason why I like sharing this is because a lot of you listening also wear different hats and you've got different focuses and different roles. And sometimes it can feel like you're straddling not two boats, but three and they're going in different directions. So I can totally empathize with that. But it really is about being clear. Where do you create the most value? What do people count on you for? And to narrow that down. So my three again are design, deliver, and strategize strategic coaches growth. So when I'm doing any activities related to those three things, bam, I'm focusing. Now, there's a fair bit of buffer activities that I talked about last time that help make sure that those happen in organized and consistent fashion, because I can't just do it willy-nilly. That doesn't really work. But really being clear on that. Now, one of the big time traps I mentioned that I want to dive into is really not feeling like you have time to focus. So there are a couple of tricks that I want to share. Number one is to put it into your calendar. And you may even just put it in as focus time. If you like color like I do, you'll color it green. It usually means for money. <laughs> even if you're Canadian, we have lots of different colors for our money. You know, but color it in a way that means go, that means productivity for you. So if you want to focus in on a project and you want to really just knock it out, then put it in your calendar and block off time. The other thing you want to do is protect that time. And this can be a challenge, especially if you work or manage a team and you want to, you know, have your door open. Sometimes, frankly, you need to go somewhere where there either is no door, like a cafe, <laughs> You want to just sit at a table and focus, or you want to close that door because you actually need to focus. And I'm a big fan of signage. In fact, out of the last workshop where we were talking about these time traps, a client sent me a little manual circle that they had made, and it had a little dial on it. So they got to the, I think the hardware store or Michael's or something, a craft store, and they made a little free focus buffer. And those were the names. It was a circle. And then they would move the little pointer to whatever they were doing. And it, it was on their door, which I thought was actually an awesome idea. We're not really into swag yet or merchandise, but if we ever do get into that, I'm going to make up this sign. <laughs> I think it's awesome. They sent me pictures, which was really cool. And just identify for people. Now, when you're focusing, so if you have a door to close, great. If not, leave the premises. And then most importantly, let people know when you're starting and let people know when you're ending your focus time. If your door is always closed, you'll hear, 
knock, knock, knock. <laughs> but when you say, hey, I'm focusing from 1 to 2.30, I'll be available then, or you put that on your email responder and you turn off the pings and the notifications, then you will actually be able to focus. So why is this so important? Well, it makes you enormously more productive. So let me share with you an experience. So I, at one point, experimented with coaching teams over the phone. And why this worked was because it was a remote team. So entrepreneurs like, hey, you know, I'd love to have you come out and meet with us. The problem is there's no place to meet. My team is completely virtual. They're spread out all over the United States and other countries. So actually, we meet together on Slack. It was actually before Zoom, but now people meet on Zoom. So can we, you know, arrange conference calls or something pretty simple like that? So I thought, oh, well, I'll try it and see. So we scheduled a couple of sessions. So at the first session, and we went through time and we went through free days, focus time and buffer time. So again, very diverse team. And so I had leadership on there. I had the team on there. Again, very productive, successful team. So they're like, okay, this is really interesting. So on our second session, which was two weeks later, I had a team member go around and we do a positive focus. We simply share your achievements, your wins, your progress since the last conversation. And this one team member said, you know that project, Joe, because I was his manager, that I said, you know, would get done in three months. I managed to knock it off in the last two weeks. And Joe did not know that until this moment. So he said, what? You managed to pull that off already? You know, high five, dude. So that was pretty fun. And I was like, wow, how did you do that? What was different? He said, well, I had three months to do it, but I knew with all the different things and the limited amount of time I had to work on it, it would take me three months to actually find the 20 minutes here, the 30 minutes there to actually work on it. But based on our last conversation, I decided to take two two-hour chunks of time and I just blocked myself off, shut off instant messaging and all the different ways that they communicated. And I just focused and I got it done. I was like, bam, that is awesome. If you can accomplish something in two weeks that otherwise would have taken three months, simply because you even symbolically closed your door, that's amazing. And if you listen to anyone who talks about multitasking or switch tasking, you know it doesn't really work. And when you do something, you know, say that you're writing down numbers and then you go to switch writing letters. And if you have to go back and forth between them, this is in a great book called The Myth of Multitasking. It's a fabulous exercise. We are so slow. But if you just do one task, like writing the numbers 1 to 26, and then you just write down the 26 letters of the alphabet, you'll be so much faster. So I don't want to totally give away the exercise. It's worth reading. But when we can do one thing for a period of time before we stop and then we switch to something else, that is so much more efficient than going, you know, 1 to A to 2 to B to 3 to C. That actually takes us a lot longer, even if you're fast. So I tend to pride myself on being pretty quick. <laughs> I have a fast mind. I get told frequently I talk quickly, which I'm trying to slow down as I said that. So I get told that a lot. So for me, it was like, oh, yeah, I can, I'll be really good at this. And my time difference, I was twice as slow when I was switching as when I was just doing one task at a time. Now, my overall time was still relatively short, but even I was twice as slow when I was switching rather than I was just doing one single task at a time. It's like, darn. <laughs> this is an important learning lesson. So when you can actually just give yourself freedom to think and to focus, you know, some people need to put on music to make sure that their brain is, you know, a little bit busy. But however you do that, miracles can happen. So that's one strong recommendation. Block it off in your calendar and put the actual project name that you want to accomplish. 
My last point I want to make about focus time, I want you to think through this one because it's somewhat entertaining. A question I have if you're a team member listening to this, have you ever considered your entrepreneur to be an interruption? (laughs) Now, having said that, most entrepreneurs that I work with tend to be that kind of sporadic, you know, hey, I've got this idea. I want to bounce it off you. What do you think about this? What's happened with that? Where's this project at? I have no idea. I feel like I'm in a black hole. You know, they kind of bounce stuff at you. You're like, "Eh, hang on a second. So I know that they interrupt. Okay, that's a little bit of a given for most of us. However, my question is, do you see them as an interruption? And if that's the case, by the way, your entrepreneur will pick this up. And if you're an entrepreneur listening, you're like, aha, that's the problem. (laughs) So I want to make a suggestion, especially if you work really closely and you help manage your entrepreneur's time, that you actually consider your entrepreneur to be a focus activity. When they're in the office, when they're not on free days, when they're around, when you're working with them, even if it's morning and afternoon, and you know that you just need to be open to those conversations, we can stop calling them interruptions, (laughs) then all of a sudden you're like, oh, you are my focus activity and you are your best, most present self rather than having it just be projects. Sometimes your entrepreneur is your project. (laughs) And I say that with every possible meaning. (laughs) So that can, again, be a game changer when you think of it that way. So not only are projects focus activities, but also people can be focused at too. Same way a client would be a focus activity, your entrepreneur is your client. For some of us, it's our other team leaders that are clients, or in my case, it's my team often that's my client. So when you look at things that way, you know, the clouds part, the sun comes out, angels start singing. So really, really powerful to get really clear on what your focus activities are, who they are, because that could be a whole other conversation. And then also making sure that you have protected time in your calendar so that you actually get to do your best thinking and your best work. All right, that's all I'm going to talk about with focus time for now. Hopefully this has been provocative for you and you can think of some ways to escape your own personal time traps from this. Any questions or comments, please let me know at questions at strategiccoach.com. I really look forward to reading them. And as always, here's to your team success. Hi, Shannon here, and thank you very much for listening. If you like what you heard today, please take a moment to rate the Team Success Podcast on iTunes. And we'd love it if you'd share the podcast with anyone else who could benefit. If you're interested in learning more about the Strategic Coach program for entrepreneurs, visit us at strategiccoach.com or the Strategic Coach channel on YouTube. For free downloads and more team success strategies, visit teamsuccesshandbook.com. Music.